I think you should try to find people you admire that are better than you, that challenge you. The mentality is if they're better than you, then you will rise to the occasion and become better because you're around them. And the other thing is you have to have people that you deeply trust and like. That is the voice of Airbnb co-founder Brian Chesky, and he'll be giving us seven super tips on today's Super You podcast. That's one small step for man. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. We choose to go to the moon, not because they are easy, but because they are I have a dream. You can't handle the truth. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Super, 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 super. Super you. Thank you for joining us for today's Super You podcast. I'm your host, Eric Quammen, but a lot of you do know me as Equal Man, and we're joined here with the famous team and fabulous team, Kelsey Gomez, Maritza Gutierrez, and Jake Brin. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for making this all possible. Thank you to Amazon Prime, our sponsor. But this is the podcast designed to unlock and unleash the superpower that's within all of us. We are all superheroes. We just need the courage to wear the cape. And some of that courage comes from getting insights from some of the top business leaders, thought leaders, athletes across the world. And today we have one of those. We have Airbnb co-founder Brian Chesky. He's going to give us seven super tips on what it means to succeed in life and also in business. A little background on Brian before we get into this, before we get into those seven super tips. But Brian was born August 29th, 1981, and both of Chesky's parents were social workers, and I'm sure I'm going to mispronounce this, in the Niskayuna, New York area. Please feel free to email me if I got that completely wrong. I'm sure I butchered it. His father is of Polish descent, and his mother is of Italian origin. From an early age, Brian loved to apply his vision for art and design to his toys and even his shoes. This wasn't just a passing phase for him, because you see, he earned his bachelor's of fine. He earned his bachelor's degree in 2004. And there's an emphasis on industrial design from the Rhode Island School of Design. And those not familiar with the Rhode Island School of Design, it is arguably the best design school in the world. Uh, Hyper Island's right up there too in Sweden. It's kind of cool. If you ever get the chance, go check out Hyper Island in Sweden. But it was at the Rhode Island School of Design where he met his future business partner, Joe Jebbia who would co-found Airbnb with him. Now, the idea for Airbnb is quite humorous, although it must not have been humorous at the time for Joe or for Brian. They were forced to rent out their apartment in order to have enough funds to make the monthly rent that was due. Uh, He named it Air Bed and Breakfast. This was due to the fact that he and his roommates purchased three, that's right, three air mattresses uh, because of this. They had three air mattresses. Such a great story, just two young kids getting three air mattresses and renting them out and remarkably that's where the idea for airbnb came from and also the name now when trying to establish the airbnb company chesky and his co-founders were faced with the dilemma of not having enough money and not having enough startup capital to begin how many out there have ever faced that most of us have but then he came up with a brilliant idea so they were going to some of these conferences and to attract people to their booth and also to raise money. He and his partners created a series of cereal products, cereal, that's right, the breakfast cereal, and named them for the presidential candidates at the time. His special editions were named Captain McCain's, you know, like Captain Crunch, but Captain McCain's, and then Obama's O's. So instead of Cheerios, Obama's O's. And they'd stay up late at night printing these boxes, printing the boxes, and then manually... <laughs> 
putting the cereal in there, like the generic, the generic off-the-shelf white-labeled Captain Crunch and also the Cheerios. And Chesky knew how to use his talents as a designer, or in this case, a redesigner, to generate some impressive products that caught the attention. So not only were they making money, they're making money, but attracting attention to the booth, but they eventually attracted the attention of Y Combinator, and they provided the much-needed seed funding to get Airbnb on its way to success. Now, recently, Chesky joined Warren Buffett and Bill Gates, the Giving Pledge, a group of billionaires who have committed to give the majority of their wealth away. I think they give over 50% of their billions away. Chesky's worth $12.4 billion, but for 2022, for this year, he has vowed to only stay at Airbnbs around the world. Now, this marketing could be genius or it could backfire. Backfire meaning like it's almost like a backhanded compliment. Like I'm a billionaire, but I'm willing to stay in these crappy Airbnbs. Or it might backfire. We'll smell you. That's a luxury you have that you're a billionaire and you get to travel the world. You get to stay at all these different places. Uh, But whether it's a huge success from a marketing standpoint or whether it's a failure, we know something for sure. Chesky isn't afraid to lose a battle in order to win the war. So let's get seven insights. Let's get seven super tips from the five foot, seven inch New Yorker, Airbnb co-founder, Brian Chesky. I think we just didn't quit. And I think a lot of people who try to do what we did or try to do other things, they quit, they stopped short. And a lot of people ask, well, why didn't you quit? And the reason we didn't quit is if you start a company, very simply, you have to know something no one else knows about your business. Otherwise, why are you doing it? And why doesn't it already exist? So the big question is, what do you know that no one else knows about your business. You need to have a unique insight. And we had a very simple unique insight. It was totally by happenstance. In other words, we randomly rented our home one weekend. And so our unique insight was, it's actually not weird for strangers to stay with other strangers. And you can make a bunch of money, and the people who travel there can save money, have an amazing experience. If people could just experience what we experienced that one weekend, this would be an idea that would spread out in the world. And again, maybe thousands of people one day would use Airbnb. And that was our unique insight. And so that was kind of our North Star. And so we just kept thinking to that first week, and that's why we kept going. Now, Brian, success doesn't happen alone. How do you surround yourself with the right people? Many say that you have no problem walking in discomfort, that you are comfortable with who you are, but that you are shameless in asking for help, that you're shameless in, ask, in a good way, that you're shameless in asking for help. Can you please explain? The thing I found is you have to be shameless, that there are very few people in the world that will say, I don't want to help you, I don't want to talk to you. And I think that's a great honor to be able to pass something along, because I think everyone here that was successful was successful because somebody helped them. And I think that we all feel something internal that we want to be able to give back and help others. And so I was just maybe more shameless than others, because I think a lot of people just feel like, I just don't feel like I should bother that person. And uh, there's an old saying, you're the average of like the five people you surround yourself with. And so... The humans are, we're like really adaptive people. If you put yourself in deeply uncomfortable positions or you put yourself in positions where you can be around extraordinary people, you tend to adapt. You don't have to be extraordinary. You just kind of adapt to your environment. So I think adaptation to environment has really just been my story. I was just put in a crazy experience that got crazy and, I just, it, and you had to just hold on and not fight it. And if you just hold on, you don't fight it and you adapt, you'll be okay. Now, a lot of us out there have ideas for a startup. You know, it's not the idea, it's the execution. As we always, one of our, one of our guests, Mark Cuminoy, says, it's not the idea, it's the execution. 
But a lot of us don't know when is the right time to start. Like it's timing's everything and life timing's everything. When it comes to the timing on a startup, do you have any ideas for our audience? There's probably a lot of people in the audience thinking about starting something and um, there's not a lot of books around it, but one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is the number one trait that I've seen that makes people succeed is probably perseverance. Um, I think there's this notion that I don't have a good idea. Um, I think the number one reason people say I don't start a business, they don't have a good idea or it's not the right time. I generally find that every year the time gets worse than the time, like it's always like, the, the, it, never, the, it never gets better to start a company. The idea often changes. You know, our idea, we had an idea, we were gonna rent three air mattresses in a living room. So that wasn't that big of an idea. Um, and I'm sure many people have bigger ideas than that. Why do businesses fail? A lot of products fail because they start as business plans. And the problem is, the only thing that really matters is that people want it. And your customers do not care that you're successful. In fact, sometimes they do not want you to be too successful because they want to know that they got the value. And so I think the key thing is, are you making something that people want? And if you're starting it because it's a good revenue generator, like, well, your customer doesn't care about that. And so it might be a great business, but not if no one uses it. How do all of us stay true to our vision? How do you stay true to your vision? Like a sailor using a North Star as guidance, how do you remain firm in your destination but flexible in your path when all these challenges and hurdles are placed in front of us? How do, how do we kind of be firm in our destination but flexible in our path? Our ideas change many times, and it's really not about one idea. It's about thousands of ideas. And one of the things you've done, and I think any entrepreneur has done, is you talked about like just having like a North Star, always seeing that, always going. And I find that when perseverance, one thing that I think perseverance comes from is you, it's like you see a destination and that destination is so clear that any noise around you, any setback around you, it's like a detour, but you know where you're trying to end up. Right. If you know where you're trying to end up, I find that you can usually get to your destination. It might take you longer than you ever thought, but you'll probably get to that destination. And if you don't have a clear like end goal nor star, it's very easy to get kind of detoured and, right. and be um, kind of confused along the way. One of the trickiest things out there, whether this is our first business, whether we're a serial entrepreneur, is figuring out there's a fine line between focusing on your core strengths. Obviously, I've written a book, The Focus Project. It's all about focus, 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 versus pioneering, trying to do everything. Maybe it's trying a new platform, trying new things, new markets. So you've got to pioneer, but also you've got to remain focused on your core strength. Some argue it's good to be first. So getting back to timing, some argue it's good to be a first mover, that there are inherent first mover advantages. Others say it's better to be an early adopter. This has been Apple's MO, to be honest. They usually build a better mousetrap. They'll build a better mousetrap. So MP3 players existed before the iPod, but Jobs said, we can do it better. Jobs said, I can put a thousand songs in your pocket. And even their their flagship product, the iPhone, they resisted doing a phone for years. In fact, Steve Jobs said Apple would never, ever make a phone. He's quoted as saying, we will never make a phone. He's adding about, about it. Fortunately for Apple, some of the folks on Jobs' team actually convinced him to eventually obviously make what, what became the iPhone. But what are your thoughts on being the timing, an innovator, a fast follower, or a laggard? I have a culture internally which is to say, always be the first to adopt a new platform, never be the last. The people that are the last to adopt a new platform, they're kind of, there's no room on the platform for you. And so we were pretty late to launch an iPad app. We didn't do it for a couple of years. The team had all these reasons why we had to be focused. And eventually we got the iPad app out, 
But then we also developed a watch app and a TV app for Apple TV, and we were one of the launch partners. And the team internally was like, why should we spend all of our development resources on these two applications that so few people are using? We have tens of millions of people over here using a website or using a phone. Why aren't we developing all our resources there? And if you're focused on today, you're going to focus on your core. The good news is that even it, like, the future belongs to nobody. The future belongs to whoever wants to go there first. And so I said, we have to have in our culture to be the first to a new platform. And no matter how disruptive or disrupted you are as a company, there's always the next platform. You can always choose to be one of the first to join that platform. Now, overstating the obvious, Airbnb is a people-heavy business. The, the owners, you've got the owners of the properties, you've got your renters, etc. Now, in terms of the people on your own team, in terms of the internal folks, for lack of a better term, you know, there's a war on talent out there right now. Now, what's your advice on building the right team, surrounding yourself with the right people? I think you should try to find people you admire that are better than you, that challenge you. The mentality is if they're better than you, then you will rise to the occasion and become better because you're around them. And the other thing is you have to have people that you deeply trust and like. You're going to be around these people for 12 hours a day, 14 hours a day, 16 hours a day. If you're kind of annoyed by them after four hours, you're going to be annoyed by them after month seven, 24-7. You're going to really like not be able to stand them. So you need people that you like, that you trust, and that you admire. And ideally, you have a long history with them. I had a long history with one of the two. But I think Nate, who I didn't have a long history, it proves you don't have to have been friends with them for seven years for it to work. And I generally find complementary skills rather than overlapping skills works. Well, there you have it, folks. Seven super tips from Airbnb co-founder Brian Chesky. I am your host, Equal Man. Thank you for joining us for the Super You podcast. This is all made possible for the brilliant minds and producers here that surround us at Equal Man Studios. Jake Bryn. Maritza Gutierrez, and Kelsey Gomez. I hope that these tips on all of our podcasts help you unlock and unleash the superpower that's within all of us. Because remember, all of us are superheroes. We just need the courage to wear the cape. This is Equal Man. Until next time on the Super You Podcast, reminding all of us, it is not what we take from the world. It is what we leave behind. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Super, 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 super you.